Consequence Podcast Network. Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. From the padded cells of Smith's Grove Sanitarium to the leafy streets of Haddonfield, Illinois, we are Halloweenies. That's right. A lot of you were asking, and we are indeed back. Halloweenies, a Michael Myers podcast from the Consequence Podcast Network. We are not going to be talking about One of the all-time greats, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers today. (laughs) What? We will talk about that, we promise, uh, by the end of this month, which is, what is it, where are we in, June? June 2018. June. We are getting mercifully, or maybe mercilessly, closer to (laughs) Halloween this October. And as a matter of fact, we're going to spend this episode talking about that huge trailer that just dropped today, as well as a lot of interviews that were also released within the last hour, and Mike has been (laughs) trying his best to... To pull together, I kept emailing. Here's something else. Here's something else. It, it never and another ended. thing. It never ends. It's always the worst timing. But we are here on a beautiful Friday afternoon to get this information to you. We are excited and a little hesitant. I think we have um, some some major pros and cons. Mm-hmm. I think going in both directions of the pros and cons as we talk throughout. If everybody was agree, if everybody agrees on that. So before we get started, let's introduce ourselves. I am, um, just I am uh, Sheriff Justin Gerber. <laughs> Of the Haddonfield <laughs> Police Department. Oh, that's like a Will Patton um, over here. I'm Will Patton. I'm Will Patton from Halloween. Halloween and I'm really that's my Will Patton imitation, the first ever, by the way. I'm gonna do a copyright on it. Well, well we we officially have a quote for uh, his sheriff character now. What's, oh, what was again? It's why a, would you say something? Why like would that? you say something? Why would you like say that? something like that? <laughs> you know, um, we'll the quotable sheriffs in uh, of uh, Haddonfield, Illinois. He's pretty perfect for that. Oh, role, he's, I, I agree. Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones wasn't available, so I'm happy to pick out Will Patton though. <laughs> Um, I'm also a, I'm a senior writer at Consequence of Sound. I'm also a co-host on The Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast, a podcast in which everybody you're going to hear in this episode is a part of. So please <laughs> be sure to check out that, that podcast. To my right is my brother, but in the retcon version of this podcast, he's actually not my brother. <laughs> That's right. Um, my name's uh, Mackenzie... Um, uh, a growling dog in a mental asylum, <laughs> uh, James, and not Gerber, because we're not brothers. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm also a constant contributor to uh, the Stephen King podcast as well. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this trailer. I'm still really excited about this movie, but I'm, I, I was not <laughs> impressed. So this will <laughs> be a really interesting uh, chat and in front of me is... Oh, it's your boy, Michael Myers Rothman. Fortunately, I get to keep my nickname here. Oh. Uh, I originally was going to go with uh, uh, Michael McBride, comma, Danny Rothman. But I uh, <laughs> figured that, you know, it works with to keep the Myers. Because, uh, hey, 
that's one thing they kept in this movie is Michael Myers. Well, so. they changed it to like Michael Peterson or something like that oh, to really cool. just say, ah, Michael Myers. That was a made-up name. That would have been alliteration fun. purposes. You know, if, you know, it's like, well, he was the shape, but we're also retconning the Michael Myers name, and his real <laughs> name is like, his Michael Rappaport. <laughs> I am Rappaport. <laughs> well, we thought it was confusing. His name was Michael Strode, and we didn't want them to think. Her name's Laurie Myers. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh my what if God. what if in this movie they just end up being like siblings again? What if that's the twist? Like people are going crazy <laughs> about. Oh my god! I would I would be so fucking mad. Anyway, wait. Who is on the other line coming in from the hot, steamy streets of Austin, Texas? <laughs> uh, this is Dan, little kid, gonna get killed and get his jack lantern shoved in an aquarium and then get his body propped up, <laughs> get a ghost sheet propped on him, and Will Patton will discover him, Caffrey. One of my favorite um, scenes from. <laughs> <laughs> like laughing at my own fucking joke. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that joke later on. Continue. I, I love that you've now, you just know that Caffrey has watched this trailer so many times that he noticed the jack-o'-lantern in the fish oh, tank. Oh, I noticed that too. Noticed it's that. just so, but like the description of it is just so, it's enough for, I, I just know that he's probably watched this 40 times for every year that we've, it's been since I, I disagree uh, the original. With who's under that sheet though. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, we have. Uh, well, I don't yeah, we'll think it's a kid either. I, I think I have an idea of what's under that sheet. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to it. We'll talk about yeah. it. When we get to I, it. I um I saw Hereditary last night, and I was so hopeful that they were going to show a Halloween trailer, and they did not. And I was also waiting for the new Kid Cudi Kanye album to come out, and that <laughs> didn't come out either. By the end of it, it was just like a big pop culture letdown. Although Hereditary is really good, but um, so I was really excited to see this this morning. Like, your Consolation is apparently one of the best horror movies of the last like fifty years, but. <laughs> Yeah, are saying <laughs> tough night. I wanted the trailer. I think I was more excited about the trailer than the movie. But uh, yeah, I'm really I I love the trailer. I'm excited to talk about it, and uh, we'll get some differing opinions, uh, different different strokes for different folks as we go along today. Who is your favorite different strokes character? Um, I, I guess the dad. I don't know. <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> Let's go a quick roundtable, real quick. Mac, what's your favorite different strokes character? Uh, I think uh, whoever Tom Skerritt played at some point, right? He guessed it on the show. At I'm some sure point. he did. Mike, who's your favorite different strokes character? Well, I didn't really watch it, so uh, I'm gonna have to go with um, uh, Arnold Jackson. All right, Arnold Jackson. There you go. Well, we're moving on now to the episode and. What better way to kick things off than say, all right, listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot, average foot speed over uneven ground barring injuries is one mile per hour. That gives us a radius of one and a half miles. What I want from each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, and dockhouse in that area. Checkpoints go up at four miles. Your fugitive's name is Mr. Michael Myers. Go get him. Hey, that's, that, that was great. Thank that was you. great. Well, we've long joked that this is going to be just a, a Fugitive remake. It is. It was really that awkward scene is when he goes to the gas station and he shaves his beard. <laughs> so nobody recognizes him. <laughs> and he, um, and he eats that like love an egg sandwich. Cut out with, with Julianne Moore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So how do we want to kick things off? How, we want, how are we going to run this episode down, Mike? Well, let's look through the trailer. Okay. Now, since uh, Dan's probably seen it, as I mentioned, 40 times, but let's be real. He's probably watched it 120 times. Why don't you kick it off, Dan? Why don't you, why don't you tell us, uh, take us to the trailer. What, 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 what is the first thing we see when we click on this trailer? And we're going to go through this step by step, I think, because there's a lot to unpack in this trailer. And uh, I think there's a lot less to unpack than you think. You think so, but uh, <laughs> we, we might be surprised here. Uh, there's some there's some uh, Easter eggs for sure that Ju- Justin caught a big one that I did not catch. I did uh, not catch that. that, and that was good. Justin seemingly caught it in um, the first viewing. So yeah, let's. Uh, so I'll start off. Um, I mean, it sounds like, giving all the uh, descriptions of the footage we read from CinemaCon, I think that 
they saw the trailer. I mean, it's pretty much exactly the same footage that, mm-hmm. that we've read about online. Um, we start off at Smith's Grove, Smith's Grove uh, Sanitarium. I know it's Smith's Grove because I saw an SG on the uniform. I paused frame by frame and I saw that, so I know that's where we are. Interesting, interesting. And um, we have these two British documentarians that are talking about the history of Michael Myers, how he murdered uh, three three teenagers on Halloween night. They never talk about the mechanic though. That really bugs me. It's like he never get. it's always like three teenagers. Well, they were in, they were in Haddonfield. The, the, I mean, the mechanic was in Haddonfield, I should say. No. And, so, I, and uh, I wonder if you ever link the, the, the murder, you know, I guess we'll find out in this movie when they start yeah. talking about the mechanic, but he's actually related to the mechanic. Oh, that would be cool. Instead of Laurie. Yeah. I know I always, uh, I always pimp them, but the Halloween comics, they have a whole story called the white ghost that is just about the mechanic and yeah. how he died. So you guys should read that. But um, so yeah, so anyway, uh, so they, they're getting prepared to walk into this uh, sort of prison courtyard um, of Smith's Grove where, of course, we know he's winning. Really quick before we get to that, um, I pause each of the photos that they looked at. You see the the knife that Laurie yep. dropped twice, which Jamie Lee Curtis actually mentioned in an interview, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, you see all this stuff, but then you see um, you see a little kid with his back to the wall, and I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be Michael Myers from his stay in Smith's Grove as a little kid, or maybe Tommy Wallace. I think like, it's Michael Myers. Or, or sorry, Tommy Tommy Doyle. It's, it's Michael Myers, though, right? It's, it's probably Myers. Yeah. Okay. You know. So they uh, so yeah, these documentarians get ushered into this courtyard and we of course know what they're uh going to see because it's a halloween trailer (laughs) and uh what i loved is that you see each of the patients has or the inmates has has like a cordoned off area that they're not allowed to step out of Mm -hmm. and uh most of them are chained to the ground because it's maximum security they walk up behind this huge hulking guy who has a shaved head i even i wanted to see what michael myers hair looked like and it's like fuzzy um it's a shaved head and this the male says michael i have something i think you'd like to see or something to that effect and he pulls out the mask and all the patients start going ape shit the dog starts barking what i love about this is that michael myers doesn't actually turn his back i'm sure this is kind of the the inciting incident the catalyst if you will for this film but he doesn't acknowledge it at first and uh why don't i pass on to mac because i know know mac loved all the patients (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was so (laughs) fucking stupid I look. I I think aesthetically it looks great. I love the way that it's laid out. I love how they do have a sectioned off thing. I love that there's like they're like kind of chained to a cinder block. I really like the the way that looks. I think it's really it was very very cool and showy of the documentarian to go behind him to show him the mask, and then also um, the the mental yeah I'm sure yeah um, he's he's chained up he's locked up. And then, uh, yeah, just just the uh, now, are, are we supposed to believe that he that that he's he's he is evil again, and there's some some kind of supernatural thing going on where all the dogs and the mental patients start losing their minds for no fucking reason? Well, that's a good question, like, Mac. That's dumb. Uh, let's I, let's actually have David Gordon Green answer that. But though. wait, oh. wait, David. I, my other thing with that too is like <laughs> it's just so stereotypical to have like oh the uncomfortableness of like mental patients like laughing and going crazy. I don't know. I just didn't like. I just thought it was very like we've seen this a billion times. It's not scary. Go for it. Let's hear it, David. Let's hear it, Mister Green. I know, but you got you. Uh, look, I'm a big fan of, of Michael too. All right, but you guys are. I think you're a little blinded. I think you're a no, little no, blinded no, no, no. By I'm, right, but I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm with as I am with everything in life. There's things I love and things I hate. And uh, except for this thing, apparently, you know. And this is uh, that's just that's just how it is. But According to David Gordon Green, he talked to HalloweenMovies.com. Okay. Uh, 
skip the Hollywood Reporter one right to HalloweenMovies.com. What, what was the, the deep meaning uh, behind Actually, I believe this is with Entertainment. Uh, this is actually an interview with Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, so let's go dial back on that one. He says, we watched all the movies, and I actually enjoy all of them. Uh, he said, but there just felt like such a simple truth to the original. I think by the time you add Michael and Lori's relationship, being family, or he's only hunting his family, it takes that quote-unquote boogeyman out of it. I want everyone to be afraid of him. The first one really had that anonymity to who he was. We are stripping down the backstory and philosophy and motivation and, you know, themes of cults and things like that. Oh, my God. It's it's so funny when you hear his digression because you just you realize how batshit crazy this fucking franchise is. Uh, and he continues... In this one, we're trying to go bare bones and tell a horrifying story of questions that have no answers. It's just bad shit that happens. So I guess it doesn't really answer your question uh, yeah, as much as I thought it did. Those are some of the uh, insane asylum. It doesn't well, answer it I at know, all. It, and if they're it, supposed it, to be frightened of him, then why are they laughing and jumping around? Like, it's, because, like, they, because they know that he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. These mental patients probably have zero clue why they're even there. Are they're scared doing it for, him? And they for know a creepy aesthetic. You know, <laughs> the problem I had was like I know, the shots. It was like this hazy look to the shots. I'm like, did James Wan direct this? Like, I, it just doesn't look. I didn't like that at all. I like a dog either barking. And yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I, don't I will say to be pr- for the pro, I love. The bird's eye view with, like like you said, like the red and white checkered. Yeah. Yes. Yard that's Very Carpenter, Dar- Dario Argento. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I it was apparently that great. filmed at a, uh, like a military complex. I, I read that, something. yeah. that, that I, I like it. that look. Um, I also think, I, I could not stop thinking about when I would see, the, I'm not, this isn't even supposed to be funny, it's not supposed to be a joke at all. When I, when I saw the back of Michael Myers, I kept thinking about like Latter-day Sid Barrett. Yes. I, oh, yeah. Where, oh, he's, yeah. Kind of, where he's heavier, yeah, but he's, where he's got the shaved head, he's in the 60s. That's why I kept thinking of that. So I like how they're actually... Really doubling down on the fact this is an old man. Yeah, that you're going to be dealing with the rest of the movie. And to be fair, one of the scariest uh, moments in rock and roll history is when Sid Barrett just appeared randomly Ugh. at the recording studio. Yeah. So, hey, maybe they're paying tribute to that. Yeah, maybe they are. Uh, that'd be great if like 40, Sid Barrett actually happy, turned out to be in the movie. Happy 43 year anniversary! That wish you were here. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> yeah, great. Unfortunately, Sid Barrett's no longer with us. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> he, that was the case uh, long before he died. That's um, true. But uh, let's uh, continue, uh, <laughs> Caffrey. All right, yeah, so he shows the mask. We don't really see what Michael's response is. I'm guessing he doesn't respond because, uh, you know, he gets the mask later on, as we'll see. Well, what if there's a question, scene where he's like, hey, that's mine? Yeah, well, yeah what if he turns around goes, excuse me? Yeah, question for you, Dan. Uh, but let me get you off real quick about this one. <laughs> do you think um, Do you think they're, they they snuck the mask in, or do you think that the the hospital was okay with them Having him them be exposed to the mask that uh, <laughs> helped him on this murder spree. <laughs> All right, I've, got, I've got two things. Two things to say to that. First off, I, I've always said this. I think picking apart logic like this in genre films, especially horror films, is a fool's errand. It's, like the same <laughs> it's true. The same it is. Thing. That's true. It is the same reason. I'm, a, I'm playing. I, I'm being devil's think, advocate well, on this. But here's on the this thing. Point. I think that's just because you had the mask. There's no like trigger of having the mask. Like we. Like these people, well, yeah, he, I, I don't think that's then an why, issue. Why show it to him? I don't know but, because but, they're filming a documentary. <laughs> they said like... this. I thought this. What the two, the two actors playing the documentarian said this in the interview today, and I thought this was so insightful. Now that we're retconning all these sequels, suddenly Michael Myers, his body count is. I mean, it's five, which is not for that's nothing. Some, he's not like, some legendary person. Yeah, no. so well, I, I, think, a, I guess they're doing a documentary on him, but he's well, not this frightening sounded, supernatural presence anymore. It sounded like this this documentary they're making, they're sort of uh, making it from this standpoint of like misguided empathy. Like they're going to try and rehabilitate him. So I, I could, you know, I can, I can see that why, 
why like I don't think they're looking at him like he's like the Terminator from yeah Halloween Four. Well, I mean, that, make no bones about it. I'm defending I'm defending bringing the mask in because I don't think that's really like a trigger. In this. I don't think that they realized that that was gonna be a trigger I, I or anything. I am, but I think and, but I think that the the fact that there's a documentary crew in this movie is fucking stupid. Yeah, I agree. Well, it doesn't. I think it's the really? dumbest conceit. Uh, well, I, I think the like fact that he's in jail is stupid. The, yeah. the thing that doesn't make sense to me is like this isn't some serial killer mass murder. He, he killed three people one night. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people have done that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. If it was like over the span of of if you killed a lot more people that night or something like, then I can understand a documentary crew from overseas coming over here to do a, a piece on him. But it just it just seems like a little bit like okay, well, if you're gonna liken him to Jeffrey Dahmer or these other people, but like. Their kill count was bigger. That the incidents were bigger. No, I don't know. But to yeah, I agree with you in a sense because it doesn't. You know, they're basically weighing a lot of his mythology and his legend on context that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Uh, yeah, but I agree. At the same time, there is that sort of story of he came back 15 years later. And it was on Halloween that's, night, and that's, that's interesting. Yeah, enough. That's true. That you know, true. Andy well, had and, and, a signature mask, like or he, he had, had some. Mask, you he know, used Halloween. He used Halloween tricks to kill people. Like yeah. the, I think, like the 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 stealing a sister's gravestone and the putting on the sheet and the rest of it. I think that's, that's true. Like, it was very me- colorful, methodically done, almost. Yeah. I, but you know what's funny is I don't know if they ever actually realized that he put the sheets on his face. Probably not. Oh yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, I guess because how would they, right? That's not going to be well. Yeah. I guess they could find like a maybe they found sheets with holes cut out in them. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. well, they could. Yeah. They, they could have assumed that was Bob. Yeah. yeah, but I guess it was Bob. Yeah, but no one was oh, there to well. say whether or not it was his. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, go for it, Dan. So continue. Yeah. So then, uh, so, wow. Then, you know so what? Then, Actually, in retrospect, how much more effective would it have been if just Bob had that costume? Oh, like all night long. And he was just and he was just kind of like well, then you know, joke around. Well, then you really would have thought, oh, it's just Bob. Exactly. And then also you wouldn't have had to have that stupid image that we always go back to of Michael Myers sitting there with his scissors. (laughs) You know, I think they actually talk about that in one of the interviews, too, though, where he talks, Brian talks about how it's best not to think about. Yeah. And like setting up bits, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. setting up the tombstone and things like that, which is which is true because oh, then, is it centered? Um, yeah, it's, he like goes. Is, is the, going can, back. Oh, the candles lit just right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, keep, right, keep so going what's down. up, Dan? So, so then the movie gets really crazy, and we zoom all the way out into outer space, and we see the, uh, <laughs> the planet and the words "Universal" go over. I don't, yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I do want to mention something there, though, Dan. Is that this is the first time Universal's been involved since Halloween Three? Oh. Sure it's been dimensions and dimension then, right? Miramax dimension and um yeah just those yeah, and dimension did a really good job with the franchise too absolutely Let's just put that out there um, <laughs> yeah, oh totally. also when they're showing the mask uh and Michael at the beginning you hear the um the old carpenter chimes yep. clicking the little bell the, yeah, the, the little which bell I love. and I love something yeah, else yeah is that they 100 percent establish that that he was in fact just arrested at the end of part one. Yep, and that there is no cliffhanger. So they're, they're they've retconned everything, including the ending of part one. I have a question about that. Did he just mean that? Okay, so what I got from that was that Loomis shoots him. He flies off the off the balcony. They look and he's gone. But then I guess they just apprehended him later they that picked night. Picked him up that night. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Are, but are, but, are, but are they retconning it so that like Loomis shot him off the balcony and he didn't even disappear? They just got him right away, or will they? Just I'm not assuming go they picked him up. Sounds that like night. that. It sounds see, like it's, it's just oh he's down there and, and he's gonna be arrested. Strike one on this movie. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, even if he even if he walks away, I'm assuming they picked him up down the street, and which is lame. Which is lame. which kind of ruins the worse. mystery of the first one that he's out there because if we knew he was in sanitarium for the last twenty what forty years, 
how is that 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 makes the first one kind of neutered it does and i and that's my biggest gripe with this film now like is that okay so you had all those sequels okay you had all of those sequels that happen whatever yada 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 and the idea was that you could always go back to the original one and you had that 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 idea that he could still be out there that's an ending that you can still which have. actually which you kind of still... works in h2o because he's just still out there yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, although they mentioned that he has to have Halloween 2 now. I mean, H2O acknowledges yeah, Halloween 2. Because so, yeah, right. um, in, in that beginning of that film, they give you, a body see, count. you see the memorial hospital too yeah. and stuff. But I agree. Like, that the that film is just acknowledges that he they never found him, which is great. And that's all you really need to do. That is literally a blank sheet of paper that, that is given to you. And that's that's the argument that I made in the Halloween when it was when this was originally called Halloween Returns. Uh, and they were discussing about the rewrites. And I was like, look, just if you're going to make a sequel and you're going to go back in time, just go back to the original one because it literally lays it out so that he's out there. And that's all you need to do. So already they've overcomplicated this. And we've talked about this in past episodes in, in the, the Mr. Yeah, Sandman yeah. segments. But that is such a big strike on this movie for me that I already that's such a high hurdle for them to to be able to to jump that I for me, it's like that's the one thing that's making me lower my expectations big yeah. time on here well, because it doesn't make sense. Like you, you do neuter the ending of that movie, absolutely, and then you overcomplicate it automatically. And like, I'll say something what? else. Sorry, sorry, Dan, you want to say something? No, you go first. Okay. What, what I want to say was, um, in the last forty years, Car- even Carpenter said, you know, the thing about Michael Myers is that he's actually the shape. He's this evil mm-hmm. force. He's this entity. He's not just like a human being. Yeah. And he, he blames like the other movies for kind of humanizing him in a yeah. way. I feel like this movie humanizes him more than anything. More than like any of the other films. He's been in asylum yeah. for 40 years. He's mm-hmm. just a random guy. He gives a mask. He breaks out. Like Now the mystery is totally gone. Now there's, the essence is kind of gone, too. One more thing, though. Once again, this is a trailer that's been made to bring in yeah. the millions of people that like laughed at the pacing of Halloween. Okay, yeah. It's also meant to bring in people to make hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office. We have to keep in mind this is also a David Gordon Green movie, okay? So it's possible that what we're seeing is like a fancy, almost MTV-ish, I guess YouTube-ish would be the best way to put it now. Cut of this, cut of what this of, of, of a way of marketing this movie. Yeah, maybe it'll be more maybe it'll be more simple than that. But right now, to me, it looks very simplistic. Yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. Dan, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say. Um... I mean, it is funny because it seems like he's going to break out pretty early. And um, I don't know, maybe the sole reason they didn't just have him out in the wild is because they didn't. It, it already has so much in common with H2O. Maybe they were just trying to get away from that a little bit, you know? Um, well, doesn't it seem very similar to the original script that that, that this kind of came from, which was Halloween Returns, the, the Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan? Well, how, because that's right, because, they, because they, that's they started in the asylum, prison, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Well, you know? I, I read Halloween Returns the other week, and I oh wow, like, so you actually did read the script for that? Yeah, yeah. And, well, Halloween Returns is weird because the whole pre-credit sequence is him is essentially like a sped up version of the original Halloween. So the idea is that he killed his sister. And then he escapes again, but he just and he but he's like going on a rampage, like he's just killing all these people, and then they catch him, and then they put him on death row. Now the weird thing about all this though is because I thought Halloween Returns was going to be kind of like a Texas Chainsaw 3D, you know, like it was <laughs> acknowledging that it was a sequel to the the first the first movie or two, but it's not. Like his psychiatrist is not named Sam Loomis. The people have different names. It's weird. It's like not clear whether it's like a reboot uh, or a, a sequel. It's very strange. And then. It's a spoiler, a spoiler alert for anyone who wants to read the script. So they have this whole like um, 
this new doctor and all this shit happens and it ends and he's still out there at the end of it. And in the post credit sequence, even says this in the script, like this would be like the, the oh, equivalent God. to Mar- uh, an MCU thing. Ah, oh, Jesus. This, this, his new doctor, which by the way, this steals, this actually stole right from the Halloween comics. Michael Myers essentially cuts out his new doctor's tongue or he splits it in half and he puts a mask on him and breaks his hands and then sends him out. So like he gets arrested and everyone thinks he's Michael Myers, but then the real one goes out to the world. Is, anyway, this is just the Halloween curse of Michael so Myers dumb. alternate ending. It's so dumb. And so, and so what happens, so in this post credit sequence, this, his doctor who's not named Sam Loomis is in the, in the, oh, but then this is weird. <laughs> Deputy Hunt is in it. Like his name is yeah. Deputy Hunt. Yeah. And it's, fucking bizarre i don't get it and so anyway so he's in the hospital and his tongue is healing up so he can talk again and someone comes in to talk to him this is still the post-credit sequence this is the post-credit sequence he's like uh you know i thought i understood him i thought i could take him down but i couldn't and you don't know who this guy is he's talking to and he's oh, like no. you know when, when, when you took care of him I, I need your advice i need your advice dr loomis and like that's the like i'm like wait a minute like <laughs> we're, we're, we're told this whole movie that this other guy is his doctor and then I guess it's supposed to be that Doctor Loomis was his previous doctor, and now he's going to come back and like oh, find my. It, it's this series, this series makes me like the opening of Network. Like I, I, like, I will lose my <laughs> shit a, a at well, the well, stupidity wait, of this fucking franchise. We're kind of going on a tangent. Let's get but, back but, to the trailer but, real quick, though. But my biggest worry, though, is that there are the the, the idea that it starts at the asylum and there's an escape. It made me wonder if you know they obviously saw this script and they saw, oh, this is stupid. Uh, we should probably not do this movie. Um, let's shut this down. And then David Gordon Green and McBride got in. And I wonder how early on they had the original story before maybe the Acads or uh, Universal or Blumhouse got them yeah. involved somehow. Like, I just feel like the seeds still start with Halloween Returns now because of yeah. where this asylum thing is. Well, and, yeah. I, and I will say that, I mean, Halloween Returns, it's not like incompetently written in terms of dialogue and, you know, like it reads well. It has a three-act structure or whatever. It's just, it's just like, why? You know, it's, it's confusing just in terms of like yeah. the general plot. But, um, but anyway, mm-hmm. so... We come back from outer space and uh, we're um, <laughs> we go back to Haddonfield, which, by the way, I do I will say Charleston, South Carolina, looks like a really good stand-in for Haddonfield uh, or for mm-hmm. South Pasadena. We see uh, we see Laurie's granddaughter um, walking home with two of her friends. It's very oh, reminiscent. For, of, just for as a reference point, her her granddaughter's name is Allison. So going forward, okay. when you say Allison, played Alice, by Andy Matichak. Andy Matichak. Andy Matichak. And and as as uh, as Jamie Lee Curtis revealed, we don't know who who um the father of her daughter who's played by judy greer is like like her whole thing is like oh laurie strode is like you know she's this trauma victim so she's just kind of like slept around a lot but anyway so do you think so, uh, oh. do you think the father's uh michael we're gonna find that out that's oh, twist. God. <laughs> oh wait so we don't know who the the father is we don't know who the father is no yeah and so they're, so they're walking home and they're sort of uh they kind of confirm for us that this is ignoring all the other sequels. They say something like, oh, isn't Michael Myers your mom's sister? And, and they're like, no, that's just something people made up. And intercut with that is, um, are the, these are sort. this is sort of the teaser we saw a couple days ago, uh, are scenes of Lori living in the woods by herself, kind of becoming a survivalist and preparing for Michael Myers to come there. We see her firing at some... Uh, some dummies to perfect her shooting skills. We I, this didn't bother me. I know it bothered you guys. Uh, we see her move her kitchen island, and there's a trap door underneath. I hate that, this. That the the, the shooting I, of I, mannequins I, was was fine. I love really the shooting of the mannequins. The trap doors. Trap door is fucking ridiculous. It's Mac had place. a great point. It's, it's true. Her though, own I don't place. Know if you so if you watch the trailer again, there's actually a sequence where these um these three Mexicans come out and they go, "Hola, Sarah." <laughs> 
it's funny because in the interview, in the interview and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Allison comes over and is just like, "We're not going to make it, are we?" Well, it's funny because in the interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, she even says that she she's not Lynn Hamilton. She doesn't have those arms. She's not like that kind of character. But I'm like, but you have this like that, this you know? panic room in your own home yeah. that you have to hide by a kitchen island. I don't know. It seemed a well, little bit when, much. Why are you hiding? When, like when pumping, she said, when she said that I like. What Jamie Lee Curtis did say in that interview that I appreciate is that she was saying how when – in terms of feminism, when we have women heroes in movies now, they always have to be like this ultimate badass, like a Sarah Connor type person. Right, right, right. And she was I, saying – she's like, she's like, you know, I want to be that – it's still Lori. It's still kind of like plucky, dorky Lori, but she's taught herself how to do these things. And I, I thought that was actually There's some pros with that we'll talk yeah. about as we go on. But yeah. Yeah. Well, here, here – let, let me – since we are introduced to Lori yeah. for the first mm-hmm. time, here's what uh, Curtis said, where she, her current uh, state is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis says uh, she lives alone. She has tried to live in society, but society has not been welcoming. There weren't a lot of mental health professionals helping this young woman. It's a good commentary on mm-hmm. this current state of this Definitely. country. Uh, so she banged her way into her life. Uh, she slammed into people and institutions and law enforcement, and they hate her because she calls the police every day saying, do you have somebody patrolling Smithsgrove? Because I was out there. I actually sat in my car all day outside of it, and I didn't see one cop car. Why is that? Why aren't you treating him with the respect that you should treat him? That's the level of perseverating she has done. This is a woman who knows exactly where Michael is, and she knows and and she knows what he's capable of, even though they are all convinced that he's somebody who they can maybe manage, work through drugs, rehabilitate, and all the rest of it. She's the only one who knows exactly who he is, and that's who we find. Uh, given this, Curtis was asked, if Lori has been living her life like this for the past 40 years, how did she find a way in her own emotions to potentially fall in love, have a, have a child, to find someone who can deal with it, just a person? And then this is where you're saying with uh, your, uh, Caffrey, uh, Curtis goes, I make no assumptions about people's sexual orientation or whatever, but have you ever had a sexual encounter that was brief, somewhat fast and furious, and then you never saw that person again? Uh, I can't imagine that any one of us in this room has ever had one of those. Well, for you to assume that Laurie is a satisfying relationship with somebody is an assumption. Laurie Strode, I believe, doesn't even know who the father of her daughter is. Nobody could have a satisfying emotional relationship with a woman who is looking over his shoulder every moment they're together. And it's that assumption that Laurie's had some sort of relationship is why we find her in this isolated place that she's living in this sort of militaristic mindset. Um, you know, and then they go, but what about her relationship and her gran- with her granddaughter, Allison? And she goes, yes, well, I mean, she's human. She's Lori. Lori loved kids. Lori was fantastic with children, probably better with children than adults. You know, when trauma happens, you freeze. We can look at it through history. When something really bad happens, you calcify emotionally. The Lori we're going to meet is 59 years old, but also in a weird way, 17. So I think she actually responded much better to a granddaughter than to her own daughter. I think with her own daughter, she was dysfunctional in the raising of her because of this obsession of safety. But because her granddaughter wasn't raised by her, she can connect her to the granddaughter. I mean, you know, and I know, what did Lori give to her own daughter when she found out she was going to have a child? A car seat. Lori is going to buy the safety item. But I think Lori can relate to Allison more than probably anyone else in her life. Allison's very smart. She is very much like Lori. I won't give it too, too much away. She's a smarty pants, and that makes Lori very, very proud because she's just like Lori was, whereas I think Karen was a little bit more of a rebel. We don't know exactly what age she was taken from Lori, but she was taken, and so Lori didn't have a hand in raising her as much, and I think it was contentious with visitation and the horrible restrictions that get put on families. Jamie, we got it. Away. 
I mean, <laughs> that's like the lo- she just kept talking. She, oh, yeah, she, she, keeps, she keeps going. I mean, she, yeah, a, she does have a photographic memory, to be fair. She's a photographic. Memory. Oh, does she really? She, she does. Well, that's and a lot to take from there. But to be honest, like uh, that is that is that for me, like reading that is far more interesting of a character design than like most of the stuff I've learned about this movie. Well the, well, the thing is like the, the reason in a weird way, I was kind of even more excited about these, these articles on Halloweenmovies.com today because regard, who knows how it will end up being and everything, but it does seem like they are putting a lot of thought into this, you know? I mean, seriously, like, you know, like if you're interviews, the Halloween five director, it's just like, Oh yeah, like Frankenstein. So I put this Frankenstein. Scene in <laughs> yeah. there. Whereas this, like, it does seem like they're, they're really, going into into some psychology of these characters and and to me i mean grant it's just like a two-minute trailer but like it is totally reflective of that you know even when she taught and the, the next scene we see is that after the survivalist stuff we see her talking to will Patton. what's his name again sheriff uh sheriff what's his face does he have a name yet? I don't think he. I don't think it's been established yet. No, I, I haven't seen any names for anybody no. yet except for the main. He's, like, he's he's like a sheriff Brackett's younger brother. I'm here to. You know, Actually, yeah. John, my brother retired. <laughs> yeah. John Brackett. Like, um, yeah, so, they just know that he's probably going to be a sheriff. Well, he's got to be a so, sheriff. Yeah. So yeah. they they're they're talking, and um, you know, she she says how I prayed every night that he would escape, that Michael Myers would escape, and he says, "Why would you do that?" And she says, "So I could kill him." And what, what I'm a little bit curious on this scene, and we'll talk about it when we get to the fan theories. So they're outside like a house, and there's sirens and stuff. Obviously, this can't be like the end of the movie when Michael Myers has killed a bunch of people. No. I, I think a mur- I think a murder happens early on when he gets to town, and maybe Laura is the only one who thinks it's him or something like that. And maybe it's that closet scene we'll see later on. Because I, I kept I kept wondering about that. I'm like, why are they at this like house with all these sirens and stuff at, at what seems like a, a pretty early point in the movie? Yeah, I, I think you might be fun. right, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then we see. Oh, some, uh, also in that sequence, uh, we do see Lori's scarred arm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the continuity is good, which is pretty cool because they they've used that as I think like a, a bit of a marketing point when they first released those uh, those pr- not the photos from the movie but like the promo photos of her laying with Michael. You saw that she had a her her cut open uh, shoulder. Yeah. Um, Maybe she just left her makeup on from Halloween H two O because that was a big part of that movie. Also, did they ever show her arm in Halloween H two O? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember them showing the scar. Yeah, it's when she's, uh, I think when she's making a drink or something like that in the movie. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Uh, the you, you definitely, like, cause, and then she also gets cut in that same place in uh, in H2O, and she, like, oh. looks over at him. Like, oh, that's okay. right, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, so then we, then we Lori does get her wish. Uh, we see uh, this this father and a son driving, and uh, they, I, I think in a callback to the first movie, they see all these inmates in white robes kind of wandering a street, and you see a a broken down crashed bus, which obviously implies that Michael has escaped. I am, I am curious how the escape is going to work in this. Does the bus just crash and he gets out? Does he you probably don't see chill? it just like these other movies. Like they just come across it. Yeah. It's not explained. Yeah. Hey, However, they do show, you know, they, that, but... they do show like a police officer approaching the, the bus with no, no one in it. So maybe they get killed and Michael was on the bus the whole time. And then he leaves. That'd be cool. If he know, takes I don't the know bus. what they're going to do. What if with he just that? drives the bus to Hattonfield? Oh God! Um, wasn't a big fan of the inmates <laughs> roaming around like uh, basically the first one. I don't like any of like the reimagining stuff. It, it's like it's pointless. You don't need to do that. Hey, they're make your own movie. Th- that's what the whole movie is going to be. I know. If you recently no, no, but that, that's, that's the problem. It's just yeah. like well, um, they want to do their own thing, but all they do, retold, yeah. Retold, you know? yeah, and like it's just references here and there throughout. It's like it's, she's like it pretty much follows the same beats this and that this and that. I'm like, 
Yeah, okay, well, I'll just watch Halloween or the Rob Zombie remake. I mean, this, this is literally her quote. <laughs> it's a very interesting take on the movie because it references 1978's Halloween in every way it can, stylistically, character-wise, visually, emotionally, and it follows very similar themes. But it's its, but it's, its own movie, so it's a very clever mashup. When you see what they've come up with, and you'll go, wow, because it's a very modern and very true take on the mythology. Okay, and I, and I understand. Like she does say in that interview, that there <laughs> are there are kids that there. Think about it. It's been twenty years since what H two O. There are kids that have grown up after that were born after that that are now teens that probably maybe not have seen any of these movies. So for them, sure, this might be a really fun movie. But if you're doing it for the fans, and you're doing and you're coming back to this franchise to do something that you really want, always wanted to do. Then why is it so, you know, servicey to like these the, the new generation? You know, and, it just not, bothers me. And not to beat a dead horse, but wouldn't that entire premise that Jamie Lee outlined just then in that long quote that I read before, where she's calling the cops and being very paranoid, wouldn't that make far more sense if nobody knew where the fuck he was? Like. That makes so much more sense. Like I, I just, I, I don't know what. Like, why if you're sitting uh, quietly in a cell for forty years, like I don't understand. I, I understand her obsession. Mike is now in the corner. He's got his head in his hands. Well, I understand her obsession. I just don't under. I just don't think it's that. Like, well, he's, you know, you know why we don't have anybody patrolling because he's not moved for forty years. He's been because in a cell. You know him. what I mean? Like he's been in a cell for forty years. Like I, 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 I don't know. I, uh, I, I know I'm definitely the one who's like. The most excited about just from the trailer, but I do like what they well, said. There, the I've got about, several oh. pros to get to. I do. Have several I, I'm pros very excited. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I do love <laughs> yeah. in this. Let's try to um, get this out of the way. I'm, I'm just giving it a hard yeah, time. Let's let's but, let's uh, keep. Uh, yeah, let's here's something I like to introduce. Okay, so Dan, you mentioned the part where she says, you know, Michael's bus has crashed, and she's telling yeah. this to her daughter, granddaughter, and Toby Huss is also in the room. That's Toby. Toby. I didn't even know he was part of this movie. I didn't know he was part of this movie. Greer's husband. Who? Yeah. Here's here's a here's something I just did research on. No joke. Two minutes ago, as I was looking through Wikipedia. He's not credited yet. I feel like but he's definitely t- in it. He's in it. It's definitely him. That's definitely him. I mean, I, his name, yeah. name is accredited yet. Because so. I didn't know that he was involved in this. Yeah. No. I, th- I saw it and I was like, is that Toby it's Huss? It's definitely Toby Huss. Then that makes me... Well, here's the thing. thing. I think he's too old to be Judy Greer's husband, but he was born the same year as Brian Andrews, who played Tommy Doyle. Oh, man. Is he Tommy Doyle? Oh, possibly? dude. Because there's also oh, there's, there's an That's, interview. Oh, that so There's cool. an interview with, with um, David Gordon Green, another one of his interviews where he uses the plural about these characters' psychology. Now, maybe he's just talking about Laurie and Michael, but he says various characters or something along those lines to make me think it's more than just two people. So maybe that is supposed to be Tommy Doyle. Oh, my God. Now, I, that would be, that is awesome. now, that's what I'm talking about is maybe if that's the case, that makes this much more interesting and it's something that's not being revealed right off the bat. Maybe things aren't as simple as we think they are. Yeah, but... Again, this is very much a... a, a a pipe dream. But even if that's Toby true, so the trailer blows his Yeah, outcome, that's a, we'll so talk about this like, trailer blowing stuff yeah. too. So anyways, yeah. go ahead, Dan. Oh anyway, yeah, so anyway. now so now we're uh, so yeah, they 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 talk about the bus, we see the the cop going to the bus. Um now we're now this is I don't know, this scene excited me so much. But I know I, I understand what you guys are saying about it, how it's like so in your face horror is that we see these documentarians now are at a gas station and the woman is sitting in the stall which does remind me a bit of Halloween H2O, but I'll, that's one of my favorite scenes of Halloween H2O. And someone enters. It's obviously Michael Myers. Um, this is intercut with the male documentarian finding a 
mechanic who's been bludgeoned and there's blood everywhere. So obviously, and he's been stripped of his, um, of his of his cover all. Hmm, so yeah, that's, much that's like the uh, mechanic in the first film. <laughs> exactly. Well, or so part then, four. Or too. part four. Yeah. <laughs> so we so we hear uh, we see someone walk in. It's obviously Michael Myers. He um, reaches slowly reaches over the bathroom stall and drops a handful of bloody teeth. Now. I know I like to see more than you guys. I will say just the movement of the hand, though, I do think this dude is getting Michael Myers' movement right. Like that, I'm like, okay, yeah. it's it, it didn't. It, I was worried it was gonna be like this fast thrust, like saw type thing, and I, I was pretty, yeah, encouraged. Do you by know that. what it reminded me of? Well, what? first of all, that that restroom scene is straight out of Halloween H two O. Like I can't believe yeah. it. Like I can't believe it's the same scene where somebody walks in. Obviously, that woman doesn't get killed in H two O, but it reminded me of. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. But but Danny McBride did say, he did say, uh, or yeah, I think it was Danny McBride did say that he, he, I think they are fans of these sequels, even the shitty ones. And so I am wondering if some of these little Easter eggs that we're seeing are just that. Like it's, it's really just to be like, oh, here's a little but, tiny. There's a great Easter egg that's in there. That's one thing. But this is like a plot point. Yeah. No, that, sure. that goes beyond like a fun, oh, look, look at the name of the high school. Oh, look, there's kids wearing masks. This is like I, a major I, thrilling plot point. I hope that. I it's, this, though, oh, go go for it. Well, I, I was just gonna say, even regardless of how how people feel about Michael Myers dropping a bunch of bloody teeth into a stall, and, and I agree, it's over the top. I did appreciate that it's like a midday, brightly lit scene. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. okay, cool. We're gonna get some Michael Myers in broad daylight again, which to me is the scariest Michael Myers. One of their that's you know, the positive that stuff first, I want to talk about as we go yeah, on to. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was cool. But what were you gonna say, Mike? Well, I was gonna say I hope there's a, a huge uh, like um, mural of a big uh, breasted woman holding a cookie. That'd be a fun little <laughs> Easter egg to uh, you know, Halloween from Halloween Five. Yeah, um, cookie. I hope there's some Keystone Cop um, music in the background too. I do too. If if they actually get the actors that play the Keystone Cop, hey, what's going great. on here? Oh, God. So so after so we see the debacle. Uh, the woman yeah. has a has a and then encounter. It's, <laughs> it's really it's really quick. So at first I thought because then we see a head slamming against the door to open it. At first I thought that was just Michael Myers slamming his head, but I paused it and it looks like he's holding a corpse. So it's either the I'm guessing it's the male documentarian. Maybe it's the the mechanic he just killed. But what I don't understand about that is because you see him walk in by himself. So does he like drop the teeth, leave, grab might, a corpse, he and might bring be it back holding it? <laughs> I think he's holding the head. Oh, the head. I think he's using oh, the head to batter down the door. Yeah. yeah. I think oh. you're right. Ooh, and that's why right. the te- teeth are gone and all that stuff already. There seems to be that's... more hair on the head if you if you freeze it too. I noticed that. Yeah. I couldn't tell if his hair was slicked back or what it was. Well, I hope he's definitely more brutal than he was in the first movie because that would make a lot of sense also, especially a 60 year old. Well, if you do pause it, you can actually see a little bit of Michael Myers' hair over the stall. And I'm like, oh, he's got a little, little crew cut going on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so. Um, <laughs> So then we, then we see Michael Myers go back to what I'm assuming is the documentarian's car, and it looks like he's looking into a trunk, and he gets the mask finally. He puts it on, cue the Halloween music. And uh, Justin, do you want to talk about this little Easter egg that we're about to see when he's when he's patrolling? The st- well, you see Michael Myers walking around the streets. Um, Which, by the way, I love. I do too. I think I this is the most, just in this trailer alone, this feels like the most, this feels like it's taking place on Halloween more than any other movie that Jamie Lee Curtis has been in, in the yeah. series. And there's, there's two Easter that. eggs. There's, uh, there's the one, I, I saw one where it's, um, he runs into two little kids. One of them is holding a boom box, which is like a, Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's like the Halloween two. Other, That's a Halloween two reference. And the and other then, kid and then, yeah. drops and then, a pumpkin, a plastic pumpkin, just like Tommy yeah, drops his like pumpkin and runs into him. And then, and then Justin, this is the one you saw, which I'll be honest, dude, I was looking on Reddit and everything today. I don't think, and I haven't seen anyone else catch this. Yet, I noticed so. it right away. Mac and I watched it together. I noticed it right away, and right away I went back and I and I pushed. I was looking out for stuff the entire time. I was looking out for costumes. 
Yeah, you caught um, this on like a first watch though. When Lori like, comes out and says, he's here, get out of the streets, get out of the streets, everybody starts running in a panic. And you see, we posted on our on our Facebook page, and it's on my Twitter account, uh, Justin Gerber 7, for all you tweet, your tweet heads out there. Uh, you see a couple kids run by Lori. One's wearing the Silver Shamrock Witch Mask, and one's wearing the Silver Shamrock Skull Mask. Now, those are actual Don Post masks. I think the, the Pumpkin Mask was made specifically for Halloween 3, so that's why that's not readily available. Oh, so they it, were might also, it might be uh, in there. Yeah. We just can't see it in that but, shot. But you couldn't see them exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I thought that was a fun... That's what I'm talking about, Dan. That's a fun Easter egg. Because mm-hmm. if you know, so that's great. If you don't, that's fine. But going back to the, 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 the regurgitation of the inmates <laughs> walking in the streets, the, the, the restroom stall, the mechanic scene, like... That's where I'm getting a little nervous about hey, listen, where, what the tone of this movie is going to be. Anyway, that's it's like George, it's like George Lucas said. You know, there's a poetry to it. It's um, if you guys <laughs> oh, can't, God. can't oh, well. <laughs> you, said, you said it, Dan. You said it. So yeah. So that's so anyway, that's so, going on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she runs into the street, um, and uh, she see she thinks she sees Michael in like a second the second story of a house, which I think she does. He is up there. Mm-hmm. She fires her gun, but then it's a reflection in the mirror, and uh, he's he's a uh, he's foxy and crafty. That I don't know if you notice this. In that yeah. scene, he's kind of tilting his head as well. Yeah, he does the the, the, the classic. Tilt, yeah. uh, I'm looking at a, a pinned insect head tilt. Um, and then we we then from that point we get kind of just a lot of quick shots. Um, nothing nothing too crazy, but we we do want to talk about what we see of Toby Huss real quick, which I know you guys were worried about. Which I'm hoping maybe is like maybe he's not dead, but maybe it's like on. a or maybe it's like a Buster Rhyme scenario where we think he's dead, but he's fine. Yeah, when it looks yeah. like the daughter. It looks like Allie, the daughter, is in is in the the uh, car. car. She sees she sees him get he grabbed at least or possibly stabbed by Michael Myers. So, something else that was super funny. At some point, we see um, we see him, Judy Greer, and Lori all in a uh, in in what I'm assuming is that trapdoor downstairs. Yeah, that was. But this is funny. So Judy Greer has a Christmas sweater on that. Yeah. Night. What I'm guessing is it's probably just cold down there, and that's what was down there. But then I'm like, then I was like, wait, wait does the movie fast forward to Christmas somehow? I, I don't know. But maybe prop, they're prop. in the maybe Halloween. Maybe everybody in Haddonfield dies, and they're and they're like they resort to a bunker for two months. It's like a Dark Knight Rises uh, type thing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so then yeah. so then we get to um, uh, what, in my opinion, is by far the the most frightening part of this trailer is. Laurie's talking to this documentarian, which, like you guys said, I think is probably maybe before they go and meet Michael, because from those interviews, they said that their documentarian's goal is to get Laurie and Michael in the same room. So maybe the beginning of the the movie where uh, we're with her trying to convince her of that. But anyway, we cut to uh, Laurie asks the guy if he believes in the boogeyman or is afraid of the boogeyman. He says no. And she says you should be or something like that. And then we cut to a um, just a little kid's room. Uh, same, Same room we saw earlier with that with that pumpkin in the aquarium and he says can you shut the closet door to his babysitter and the babysitter i believe is allison's friend that we see in the very beginning walking with her mm-hmm. is it because I, I checked on that i think i don't think it is i think i think they're both blonde girls but i think this is a different girl i okay. think maybe maybe you're right it looks know. they look similar they look similar might be. I, I hope it's not because obviously i think this girl gets killed we see um we see her bloody arm later on like reaching for the stairs and i have a theory about what what this means i'll go over in a second but um so I would hope they're. I, I, I just I don't want them to spoil major character deaths. You know what I mean? Like just because that's. Too late. Yeah. I think they're spoiling <laughs> just about everything in this movie uh, so far. I, I agree. That is true. Yeah, that is true. They're showing quite a lot, but um. I don't, so think, anyways, they, I don't so, think they expect to have like Star Wars esque fans like this. Like, 
going deep dive into this the this trailer. Trailer. there's no a how we're kind of, we're kind of losers now, up, we no because the way they've even approached this film how, they know they have a huge fan base like what, what do you mean yeah of course they're gonna have people well, that, picking that, over this a, trailer like, like, like justin was saying that that's why i'm hoping a lot of this stuff is actually maybe earlier in the movie than we like maybe there's just a lot more to it than we think so so anyway maybe, this maybe. This kid asks his babysitter, he's like, can you shut the closet door? What's going to play in this boogeyman theme of the, the boogeyman in the closet? She tries it like twice. And then uh, this, oh man, this is so good. On the second one, the door just creaks back a little bit and you can kind of see a shoulder, like a dark shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then she, and I, and I knew this was coming too and it still fucking scared me because I yeah. read about it. And she tries to shut again. Then she finally opens it to look what's going on, why she can't close this door. And it's just Michael standing there. What I love about this is it's not really a jump scare. Like, you know, no. he's there the entire time. She opens it. He brings the knife down, um, and that's that's the trailer. And then we go back to a, a close up of the mask. Um, well, yeah, because I th- I loved I, what I loved about that last shot is because it, it genuinely actually frightened me. And I had read the description yeah. from this. What is it? CinemaCon is what they called it. Yeah. Uh, and I remember thinking that yeah, it was going to be a total jump scare type thing where he bursts through the like the, this like kind of flimsy sort of closet. And there was going to be the the sort of like loud, that like, just like a lights out sort of thing. Yeah. But I do love how like just old fashioned it does look. Where it, no, the door door literally just bounces off of them. I agree. Mac, you yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think that I think that that's going to be a really good moment of the film. I right before that scene though, there's a little clip where you see Michael peering into a window and you see his reflection as he like leans forward. Yeah. On the, and I really like that shot. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, jury's out. I mean, we're, if if this is in fact not exactly what we're gonna get, I mean, who knows? That could be a total sting scare. We don't know. Well, he's well, definitely wait, wait. gonna he's <laughs> definitely gonna go to Lori's headquarters. Yeah. Because if you yeah, look you, at you see, see where fighting. well, yeah, you see him fighting, but then he, there's a part where he gets out of a doorway, and there's like grating over the windows. You know, now maybe there's some person that has heightened security. Well, they show her, you know, the, the front of her home in the trailer as well, so you could just so you compare. could see the, the yeah. yeah so I mean, right. it's I imagine that the ending is probably going to have have to do with like at their so, house or something. Well, we've, we've read a lot about this. We've seen the trailer. You guys, you know it's been nicer lately, and in Wisconsin, you never quite know when winter is going to be in, but it's been nice for like four days in a row, and I'm like, if sunnier days are coming, it's time to fuel up, and so I'm going back to my factor meals that no prep, no mess. I want to hit my weight goals before it's time to hit that beach. You've got options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. Factor has these fresh, never frozen meals, dietitian approved guys. And here's the big thing for me, keeping out of the kitchen as much as possible, two minutes and these meals are ready. So it doesn't matter how busy you are, you've always got time. So treat yourself. They have 35 different meals to pick from, 60 add-ons to choose every week. You're always going to have new stuff to try. Have it whenever you want. It's effortless, guys. So if you'd like to try it yourself, head to factormeals.com slash badmovies50 and use code badmovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% 20% off your next month. That's code badmovies50 at factormeals.com slash badmovies50 to get 50% off of your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Why didn't they just keep it that that's his sister? I mean, why is he going back don't. to Haddonfield? I mean, I don't want it to be this, this sibling thing. I know, thing. but why I've is never... he going back to Haddonfield? Yeah, but I, th- I think that's part of the scariness of it. Well, I, I, for me, I just think it's it's the it's the final girl thing. You know, it's the one that he wasn't able to kill. I think it, I think it really is just unfinished business. And and we we ta- I mean, and they've talked a lot about how I don't think they're going to try and go into the psychology of Michael Myers or analyze him too much. But if I was to if I was to psychoanalyze him, I do think he 
is always reliving that murder of his sister. And I think that's why he targets young women specifically. I think that's why he goes after these um Or why he goes after the Hatton field in general. Yeah. Well, and there, then, here's and one character that, that you don't see, though, in this trailer is the Myers house. Yeah. Are we going to see it in this movie? Because that was a big part of... That's literally the first place he goes to when he comes back down to... Ha- you know, yeah. when he comes back to Hatton. The thing yeah. is, if he's just trying to, to go back and kill Laurie Strode, then why is he stopping over at a babysitter's house and... No, I'm not saying... I don't think he's there to kill Laurie Strode. I think he just goes back because mm-hmm. that's where he killed his sister and is well, just that's going fine. there. And yeah. then Laurie that's, is that's still fine. there. And Laurie and wants to come go across It looks him. to me yeah. like he's on the lookout for somebody. He looks like he's like on the lookout for her. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe, maybe he's the way just, the, yeah. the thing's framed. I maybe think, it's the way it's framed. I, and I think that if, if, Dan, if you're right, if that that babysitter is the first person he killed, maybe he's just going back because she's blonde. She's also wearing a very like yeah. 70s looking shirt. And maybe she's just going back to kill more babysitters. Well, and what, it, what, I, what I think oh. that scene is, um, and sorry, I'm just going to go into this because i got to go in soon. What, what I think that scene is, is that um, I think he comes back. I think those sirens are outside that babysitter's house. I think he kills her because we see in, in that shot where the arm is reaching for the banister, it's all bloody. It's her. It's a yellow shirt. So I think that girl gets killed. Mm-hmm. I think the because when people first saw the shot of Michael or of, uh, of the person sitting in the chair with the ghost sheet, I think people thought it was Michael Myers. Yeah, There's it's a, not. A couple reasons I don't because a you can see like a sock underneath. So I think it's I think it's that little kid. I think they he killed the kid. No and, way. I think it's so the girl. You don't think so? You think I it's think the it's the girl. And, and I think yeah. yeah again the, the body's too small. It's not Michael Myers. It doesn't I think even it's look girl. when I looked the, at the baby it, it doesn't even look. It looks like a sheet uh, draped over a chair and maybe there's like a, a severed head on the chair. Because it doesn't really look like there's a body in it. It just looks yeah. like the way that the sheet's falling. It looks like it's just on the arm rails of the, uh, well, of the chair. And, and re- rearranging the, uh, but you know, it's funny. I, th- I thought it was the kid and like that. I, because also Will Patton's going in like he's investigating it. And I don't think Michael Myers would just be sitting there with like a, a cop with a gun, you know. And um, I, I think that the kid is going to be the one that like runs out of the house and tells t- them. tells the police. And, yeah, goes and next door to the McKinsey's house. And yeah. Tells oh, that would be okay. They already, they oh, already did on. that. On, they, Mike, <laughs> Matt, they already did that in Scream. They already did yeah. that bit in Scream. They can't do it. In, they can't go back to it. It'll be like with <laughs> Inspector, where they make Blofeld like James Bond's foster brother after making a big joke in Goldmember about how Doctor Evil and Austin Powers are brothers. Played, like, it's hey, just so by, stupid. Uh, Blofeld played by Donald Loomis or Donald Donald Loomis, Loomis. <laughs> but um yeah I, I think I think they're going to discover that mur- murder early on. Lori's going to know it's Michael Myers. No one's going to believe her. Um, and and also too, Justin, like having it be the girl that's set up like that would very much be in line with what Michael Myers does, right? He kills young women and he kind of like makes these almost display pieces out of their bodies a little bit. So uh, yeah, and I don't know, just that that the idea. I don't know why that jack o' lantern floating in a aquarium was so fucking creepy to me i, I like why. that that I like is that. cool yeah i like that so let's do we want to come over like the pros and cons of the trailer real yeah, quick here yeah what we like let's do some pros and cons let's do the cons first and then some good, predictions let's get the cons then, out of the way you know, we've been fairly yeah, we talked so for an hour oh yeah hey, guys, really fairly quick, yeah, so sorry, I, I, to, I have to head out all right mike all right sorry dan all right well dan um i think you'll be on our missed episode i mean on our skeleton crew episode coming up is that right yeah i'll be there this saturday yeah and sorry i couldn't save for the whole time for this one that's fine Hey, we all have busy lives. I, I'm just gonna say it. I'm I'm gonna sound like a total fucking shill for this movie, but like, (laughs) there is there is nothing in the trailer I didn't like. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Blumhouse wins. Blumhouse got the Caffrey vote. I'm I'm so excited. And 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 my last the last word I'll have is like, 
I totally agree with all the speculation we're having and all this stuff. Yeah. But the fact that it's still four months away, which fucking sucks, because now I'm like, oh god, like I'm where am I have like an existential crisis and question my my purpose <laughs> between now and then. But like, uh, um, the fact that we're four months away still, I feel like there, I, I hope there is a lot that we're they're not showing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. my the thing I would want Good most luck. out of this movie. I've said this already. It looks like they're getting the mood right, which is mo- the most important mm-hmm. thing in how we movie to me. I, I which and that would be enough for me to love the movie. That being said, I would love to see them go into some crazy direct not crazy direction but just may- pull some surprises for us you know like i just don't want the movie to be as predictable as we think it's going to be that's the one chink in the armor i will say all right well we'll continue this conversation on dan right. give my best to the wife and we'll see you well, soon all right we're driving to round rock texas so uh, i hope i hope there's no michael myers is out there well be careful <laughs> or leatherface it sounds like might be the more likely villain so be hey, careful we're in, we're in his county we're in travis county so yeah all right you all guys right. take it and uh, i'll talk to you soon all right see you bye Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on Halloween in 1978. All right, so we want to kick things off. I got a little list here of, uh, of things that I have some problems with and, and, and some things I actually like a lot. I think I, I might actually end up having more, more pros than cons, but I think the limited cons I have are major cons. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Well, we know my con. Yeah. We've, we've talked about some of it already, <laughs> yeah. but I think we've got some more coming up. But yeah. Matt, do you have something you want to kick off? Uh, yeah. I, I've been pretty negative so far. <laughs> uh, but my, I would say my, the major pro for me is that um, Jamie Lee looks like she's giving it her all on this. Yeah, I agree. And I think the best thing about this movie is that she's clearly the lead. And I feel like, I mean, if she's there, I mean, you know, Loomis and Myers is always like the best part of those old movies, you know, even in the sequels. So I just feel like if she is, you know, a powerhouse in this and an interesting character and fleshed out and, you know, they do her justice, I I, I feel like I'm going to have a great time watching that and at least be able to walk away with like, man, she, her and Michael were great movie wasn't that great but how many times have we done that before and yeah. that doesn't mean it's gonna be a bad movie it just means that you know it might not be loose. great yeah well that i agreed to that point um the first thing i said when we were talking on text threads about the trailer was that this yeah like like jamie lee definitely is the most interesting part for me of this because it looks like she's actually playing laurie strode now i know and i'm not just trying to you know not to slam her performance in h2o but i never really got the sense that we were watching laurie strode in that mm. movie i always thought it was it was jamie lee curtis and she's great in that movie but she was carrie do you think it's because <laughs> she's had, carrie tate do you think it's because she had short hair i it could be that yeah. but i think a lot of it just comes down to that like laurie never had that type of attitude you know it, she true. she very she seemed very similar to her role in maybe uh god i'm tra- like trading places almost. Fr- freaky friday you're free yeah freaky friday <laughs> but no she had a lot of she had a lot of attitude and very like you know she was um she was very cutthroat in ways that laurie wasn't in yeah. fact i almost kind of wish that she played her role in uh true lies you know like the first half of true i was thinking lies. about that yeah she's more yeah. she's more laurie stood in that than yeah she's H2O. whereas it, like you know in h2o she actually kind of plays the second half of true lies in that and it's kind of like the expected Oh yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is a badass. Like, let's just have it that. The real, yeah, the real one. So, yeah. what I'm excited about this is that she really does seem like in this film a more nuanced character, and we're actually yeah. getting an upgraded Laurie, which makes me wish that we'd never had H2O now. You yeah, know? well, I'll give my pros and cons in the same yeah. in the same um, sequence here because yeah. the cutting of her like pumping the shotgun is is lame to me. Yeah, I agree. And I think like her like like the, the boom, the close up, close up, close up of her firing the gun is lame because they're making her out to be a Sarah Connor type character, mm-hmm. but 
if you go to other scenes in the film of the trailer, when you see her first of all firing into the the upstairs window at Michael and they cut back to her, she's she looks terrified. Mm-hmm. This isn't somebody that's like defying to go in there and just start like throwing punches or haymakers. Um, her, her discussion with Will Patton earlier on, um, the beats that she takes before she says, "So I can kill him." There's like there's an actual performance there. Mm-hmm. She's not just reading. I mean, she's obviously reading a script. But it's not just phoning it in by any means. And I, I, I like that. That's, those, are my, those are my pros and cons yeah. right there, back to back on that. Um, uh, we, we touched upon this. As a rule, I, I don't watch trailers anymore for movies I want to see. And this is a perfect example. I think this gives away so much. I agree. I mean, can you imagine going to see this in that closet scene? And, and you think you see a shoulder there and they bust through. Now it's gonna be like, oh here. This must be the closet scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's not to take anything away from the, the power of the scene itself, but it does take something away from the power of watching a film and trying to be totally immersed into it instead of, oh, this is the scene now. Well, it's just like in the H2O. I mean, when you see the meetup of them, granted, it's a great moment for a trailer when you get to close the door and you have the He's porthole right and they yeah. stare at each other. But it was so done in the trailers leading up to that release that when it actually happened when you saw the movie it was still great but it it didn't have the impact that it would have had if you had never seen that shot that's why you know I think you're now I will say something else though like I said I read a little bit about that screening that happened and there is a sequence that is not necessarily that might be alluded to in this trailer I can't tell that could be really fucking amazing and we'll see that's all I'm saying so maybe they are holding out like the, the big stuff for the actual movie itself, they're not trying to sell. They're not trying to throw everything out here. And say, look, look what we've got here. Come and see it. Oh, I'm Hopefully sure there's a lot holding of back, holding back. Like the big yeah. thing I'm looking forward to. Anyway, okay. um, oh, I don't know if you noticed this, but the, the male friend of theirs in the beginning, walking with them, it's Mulder and Scully's son from the X Files. Is it really? Oh, that's wow. the kid. Yeah, that's their. I'm sorry, their non. Their new son. The, their new the the grown up son. Yeah, yeah. 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 William. X-Files. William. Maybe it's a crossover. <laughs> That's where he went when he was going. Maybe cover. maybe Michael Michael's actually that, just the projection of. Oh my his. god! <laughs> um, There's like five fans of, of our podcast that just got that my, joke. I know my a lot. Hey, all, a lot of Fox fans out there. Max dying. He's from from enjoyment over here. Uh, you can't take it. I got some more last for you, Matt. Coming up. Yeah, let's hear. Um, here is my blanket statement, though, that I'm pretty confident about. I mentioned like the the, the cool pumping of the shotgun and like. Her going at Michael with a knife and and her like firing off in the backyard. For all the faults H two has, I'm telling you, none of these moments will be as impactful as that sequence in H two O when she's by herself and she walks down to the courtyard with the axe and starts screaming Michael's name. I agree. And nothing will be as impactful as the end of H two O when she chops his head off with the axe. I agree. Nothing will be as impactful. I don't care if she kills him in this movie too or stabs him in a way. It's just not going to be. Those moments like make that movie for me. Honestly, I agree. Like, the, the, the movie warrants its existence because of those two sequences. Mm-hmm. So, I, hopefully, again, hopefully, you know, David Gordon Green and Dan McBride said that they they they've watched all the sequels and everything else. They they appreciate the sequels. So, if they appreciate the fact that that those moments are very powerful, and if they sell us in theaters, especially, I mean, I'll never forget people applauding at the end of this movie. Yeah, on page two. Oh, I, so to anyway. that point, to that point, those points explain why. Jamie Lee Curtis is doing this movie. Uh, in the same interview that we've already been citing, she talks about H2O. Yeah. And because obviously it's the kind of elephant in the room. It's like, you did this story. Why are you doing it again? You did this retcon story, yeah. by the way. She says, <clears throat> You know, the word completion has many interpretations. I wanted a concrete ending. During the finale of H2O, when Lori has that axe in her hand, 
She is saying to Michael, it's you or me because I'm not running anymore. For me, that was a very important moment and a very important completion. But of course, what we, the audience, learned, which, by the way, was not the original intention, was that it was not Michael who she vanquished. But that's in Resurrection. But an innocent man that she had killed. Yeah. So what I said to them was, if this is, in fact, how we are going to conclude the movie without the audience knowing then I have to come back for one more movie for a very short moment to conclude Laurie's story. I'm not going to make make H2O ambiguous. That was for me the reason why I was in Halloween Resurrection. I thought H2O was the correct thing to do at the time. I liked it. And then I had to be in that other thing just to conclude Mm -hmm. the story. And then I truly thought I would not return to this. You know, and, and and I agree with her. I mean, that that was that. Uh, there's a reason why, and you can read about it on Consequence of Sound. In fact, today, because uh, we no, actually, no, we don't have that uh, that list up. Uh, <laughs> Google, but there's a ranking of all the horror sequels, yeah. and at the very bottom, even after Carnosaur Two, <laughs> is Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. And I remember the email thread where everyone's like, eh, "It's not that bad." And I was like, "No, no, no, it is bad because it takes away." Arguably the most important, you neutered the previous, absolutely neutered, neutered one of the most important heroines and like heroes in horror history. And they, she had that moment, and it was such a pivotal moment. And it's the, from like what you said, Justin. I really do think it's the only reason why H. Two warrants any watch is those two scenes, and they totally killed it. So I get why Curtis, and it seems to me that she almost has like an OCD sort of uh, mentality to her roles mm-hmm. in a way, which I love. Like I think that's great. Um, and so that's why, you know, I like I like the respect that she has here towards this franchise and to this role. For because earlier too. in the interview, she talks about yeah. how she did H2O because it was originally supposed to be a reunion. And she did it because she felt she owed it to the fans. She felt she owed it to the story. She felt she owed it to right. the role. So if she didn't like how Resurrection ended, which none of us did. I get why she's doing this. It just sucks that there's an asterisk on it. Well, if she wants you know. another ending, there's also... You go ahead first, Mac. I got some other news. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I just... I understand her wanting to have a completion story with Lori, but they've done that twice now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she wasn't... She wasn't... She wasn't happy with the resurrection ending. I mean, the beginning, I guess. But, like, uh, you know, well, this doesn't do well, or this doesn't get... Like, is there going to be another one that you're going to come back yeah, and do? You, like, you know what I mean? Like, now, like, like, again, I love her. I think she's... Like again, powerhouse in the trailer, and I'm really excited to watch her in this. I wasn't excited that she was back, but now I'm. She's the reason I want to see the movie, which is awesome. But you know, I just I don't know. And then, and then if we're talking about um, sequels messing up the prior film's ending. This is doing the same thing for the first one. Like he's not out there, so that ending where they show all the shots and you hear the breathing. Obi's picked up a couple hours later by yeah, the police. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's like, oh, it's not that scary anymore, you know? Um, so here's the other thing, Mike. If you'll pull up the, one of the Danny McBride interviews, I know I read this, that he said originally he and David Gordon Green wanted to shoot this back-to-back with the sequel. Yes. I don't know if, you, know if you've read that. I did not read that. Yeah. yeah. And so but he said, you know, but God forbid we do, we do that and this movie isn't a hit and we still have to like wait a year and throw the next one out there. Nobody cares. So with that in mind, I mean, the, he had it, and, but he says that they would still like to do something going forward. In their mind, I think this is a hit, which I think it's going to be a hit. No matter Obviously, what. yeah. That they are that they do plan making more Halloween movies. Well, of course, I mean, so that's, but that's the thing. So are they going to? Is Laurie going to come back? Well, is, she is her story said, over? Laurie that's why said. I, don't I mean, what's I mean, Jamie Lee said that she wanted there to be a finite, an, a finite story, an ending for Laurie Strode's character, uh, because she doesn't die at the end of that one. So just to have her out there still. And have Michael still out there doesn't there doesn't seem to be like an ending. So I'm assuming so, she's gonna get like killed. Said, I'm assuming so I'm assuming she's gonna die at the end of this one. 
you still have all these new characters, young characters, her granddaughter or whatever, that they'll probably continue the franchise or do another sequel or whatever. I've thought about this too. I want to say something here on that. Yeah. On that point, Mac. I think the reason why, like the Jason films, for example, okay, all we care about in those movies are Jason, right? Honestly, I mean, we, we know Tommy Jarvis and the other final people. That's fine. And, you know, but Laurie Strode is so tied into this story that when, when Jason, when Fred, when Jason takes my head and ends with him, all of a sudden, like turning into a little boy after he's been killed or whatever the <laughs> fuck is happening there. And then Jason goes to hell, picks up with him back as Jason, just a crap. I don't care because it's just Jason. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're trying to make such a humanistic story and you're not really retconning anything really doing it. You're saying, okay, it's Jason. Who cares? But you care more about this because it's such a landmark film to begin with. And then you go off the rails with all these sequels and you go on these different paths and, and, and retconning and rebooting and everything else's. And we're getting a call right now from uh, David Gordon Green telling us... Telling us to fuck off. Hey, if, you want, if you want premiere passes, get the fuck off my back. We love Prince Avalanche. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it is like that. So... No, I agree. That's I mean, why I just, I, I, I just take more... Uh, I want to say, look, it's a fucking movie. There's a lot going on in the world. I, I want to say I take offense to this, but I take umbrage with this constant dismissal of, of people who have been like fans of these movies for, like, for years and years and saying, eh, well, you we're just going to do this now. I mean, come yeah. on. It's like, what are the stakes? What are the stakes on the on the filmmakers, not necessarily on the characters? Well, it's like we knew that Blumhouse was going to want to make sequels. Yeah. Which is, you know, if you go back to some of the earlier episodes, that's why I said, why didn't you set this in the 80s? Where yeah. you don't have to, you know, Just, if you want to retcon it, that's literally, you had, it's, it goes back to the clean slate thing. Uh, not Dana Carvey. Uh, it goes, it's just all you had to do, you had a blank sheet of paper right there. He's out there. You don't need Laurie. You don't even need Loomis at that point. You know, just just set in the eighties somewhere, and he's just going to come back. And, and you have you a new cast this, of characters. You do the retcon of they actually weren't brother and sister, or you know what, they were brother and sister. And who cares? She's, she, it's over. But She's you dead. know, the um, re- again, the reason they're bringing back Laurie Strode and Jamie Lee Curtis is because now they can market with Jamie Lee Curtis with forty years yeah. and coming back. And oh all, yeah, you know, it's total marketing standpoint. I mean, it's not about anything other than like getting people to see the movie. I'm glad Jamie Lee Curtis is dedicated and really. Excited about bringing this character back to the screen and all that stuff. Well, she know? seems one hundred percent invested. Like, like I'm, I'm, seem like yeah, I'm excited about that. Now. I'm just saying that the, the, if it's between doing a a sequel set in the '80s with a totally brand new story versus bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis and marketing as a forty year anniversary, blah blah blah, or whatever. They're gonna they're gonna do the latter, you know. Oh, I, I know, mean. but they're not. Again, <laughs> if this, they're well, not here, thinking from here, a long term. Here's standpoint, my thing: though. all they had to do was have this, have the trailer open up with just some strange man walking down the street. He gets picked up by the police. They ID him as Michael Myers. He's back. He's walking towards Haddonfield. He's been gone forever, and they pick him up, and and then Lori catches wind of that, and then you continue. But at least you know he's just been out there yeah. wandering forever, and for some reason he came back tonight on ha- the night before Halloween. Which is yeah. the one another good thing about H two O is that he was just out there. Yeah, like where was he? I don't know. We don't. You don't know. know. He was just out there. It's weird. Yeah. He was out there for twenty years. It's weird. Yeah, I never thought I would give pros to H two O, but man, yeah, there there are a yeah. lot of narrative genius things there <laughs> now, because again, it's so simple. Here, here's some pros. Yeah, I think Let's keep I, it going. I think damaged this earlier. Um, it looks really good. Looks great. And, and you mentioned this the other day, Mike, is that it kind of resembles cinematography lagging wise, like the curse of Michael Myers. Yeah. It yeah. really looks autumnal. It looks like yeah. it's being taking place in the fall. Mm. There's muted colors going on here. It looks like uh it looks like Joe. 
Um, the, yeah, the, the, the David, David Gordon, Gordon Green, Green film. Yeah. And that's that's what I was hoping for when I heard David Gordon Green. That mm-hmm. it, this is really going to have a sense of place. It's not going to have a and, platinum dunes no. look, which is which you know ultra hot Maxim models as the leads. And, Brother you know, Kane's not going to have a song a song <laughs> on the soundtrack. Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get to that. Curse of Michael Myers. Later yeah, on. Maybe David Wingo can do the score with uh, John uh, but, the Carpenter. Yeah, but Mac, would you agree on that? Is it look good? Yeah, I think the look of the film is is pretty spot on, and, and it does feel like. Like those shots of him just walking around town are great, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's so. E- I feel like it is easy to get that right, though. I mean, like, I mean, you have someone that you have someone walking around as Michael Myers. You know, I mean, Christ, we shot you in a mask doing the end of part two, and it looked great. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I think that that's fine. But there's like fifteen thousand other elements that need to come together for this thing to be good. So, however, I. I do think it looks good. <laughs> like yeah, the look of the film. And the mask looks, cool. looks great. The, that's no. why, well, two things. What you just mentioned, Mike, yes, and yes. what you mentioned, Mac, is that I love the fact that he's just walking around public again. That hasn't happened since Halloween 2, no. right? The other ones he's been, which is fine. It works in, if, if you want to make a point that he's the boogeyman and the future installments, it makes sense he's kind of just in the shadows or kind of lurking about. Yeah. But I like he's just out in public again. He's walking amongst kids. He's walking amongst the crowd. Nobody notices. Like the original film. Because it's Halloween, right? Yeah. And like you said, Mike, this is the best mask since the original, and I love yeah. the Halloween two mask especially. But it's just it's just which is the same a, mask actually. I it realized, looks like but. the it looks like the the mask from the sequel too. I mean, it, there's that closet shot looks a lot like when he walks into like uh, Doctor Doctor Mixter's office, yeah. and it just I don't know. It's very frightening, and I think that's partly why I got kind of shocked uh, from the closet sequence in there because it just looks like Michael again, you know, and. That's not to say I don't like some of the looks from the sequels. It's just if this is going back to those original ones, I think they did you know a pretty good job there yeah. in that respect. Mm-hmm. And I do think I think that Nick Castle is going to be in a lot of these sequences where he's just standing there. Yeah, because I did get a Nick Castle vibe mm-hmm. from the closet sequence. And again, maybe it's the stuntman because they are kind of it's going to be because, mostly the stuntman. By the way, I learned. Yeah, and it's going to be a few scenes where it's Nick Castle. But, but I that's think a, that's fine. That's fine. I think that, and maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen Nick Castle these days, but. Uh, don't you think that like all the asylum sequences and all that stuff where you see Nick, you see him is Nick Castle? It could be, but I, I don't know because Nick Castle has like a long hair and a ponytail still. Uh, okay. So I don't know maybe, if that's him. Not. I think uh, outstanding the person standing outside is probably what's his name? Jai Courtney again? <laughs> Jai Courtney. <laughs> yeah. Jai Courtney's brother. What's his name? Something Courtney anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think that maybe the sequence of him putting on the mask, you know, we could hypothesize all day. We could also also just ask Nick Castle in a few months. Hey, which ones were you? Yeah, I'm sure he'd tell yeah, us. He yeah. would. He seems um, pretty gung ho about it. Everyone that's tweeting a about part of this. It, it, this is like a team. Yeah, everyone really is feeling this movie. It's like they're trying to go back to that sort of original, well, you know, style of filmmaking that they did in the '70s when it really was just like a small team coming together. You know, are there any other pros and cons? Because I've got some some of those I noticed in the credits of this oh, film. Oh, wow. Well, I, my, talk well about. I mean, I just my major. I guess just my major con at the end of the day is just the the, the beep for beat stuff, the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know uh, the asylum inmates like wandering around the streets yeah, and yeah. you know just all that stuff. I I I just don't like. It's just very much like a, a Force Awakens, a New Hope, beat for beat thing. I don't think it's interesting. You, you, as much new stuff as you bring to it, if you're hitting those beats, you're playing on the heartstrings of fans. And 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 if they like it, it's not necessarily because it's a good movie. It's because it reminds them of a movie they liked. Yep, mm-hmm. that's. And I hope they don't go in that direction. Again, I, I hope, hope this I hope trailer is showing all like the hey, remember this, remember this. Now come see the movie. Yes, and I hope also that like a lot of trailers don't do all the time, but like they don't show the third act at all. 
I hope we. I hope that like the entire last portion of this movie has not been seen at all in, in the trailer. Oh, I think that when that's, she goes to stab Michael, that's in like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. that's what I mean. I hope that there's a lot we haven't seen, and if not, then they need to stop showing everything in these trailers. It just kills me. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's the modern filmmaking. They need to show everything so they get out, out to the theaters, and that's how it is. And uh, yeah, I, I'm guarantee you, we've seen a ton of shots here from the last twenty twenty five sure. minutes of this. So, like even just from him stepping outside of Laurie's house to like the idea that the two of them are going to have some sort of brutal final showdown. And, and honestly, I'm for making predictions a little bit in this. Like, yeah, I think you're all right. Like she's going to die in this movie. Like they're going to set this up for, so this will be the third time she dies, third time she dies, fourth time. So I guess, <laughs> do I be counting her fake death that she did? She did in uh no, that was a real death in the first. Those first, those first I guess so movies, that does count dead. then. Okay, because okay. H two O acts like those other movies didn't exist, mm-hmm. and she went to witness protection shortly after. Mm-hmm. So Halloween for who dead. knows? For all we know, she could be totally on board for coming back for a sequel and be like a new kind of Loomis character. Well, I, well I hope I hope but, that she doesn't. No, has she said that this is it for her? No. She, so she has not very, said that. It's very possible that maybe she loves McBride and Green and, and they they because they were thinking about doing a sequel, but they want to see how this one did. Maybe she comes back and they do a sequel. Maybe it's the same night. Maybe you know, maybe they go that route, but I don't know. It's, the, the great thing about this is that it's all a bunch of bullshit. We're just <laughs> we're just we're just talking rumors and we have no clue. That's what's so great about it. And you know what's also great is that we have four more months to do this. But guaranteed, because like always, there are going to be like five more trails to drop between here and then, and we're going to see about the whole entire fucking movie. I know. And we'll probably get the script uh, before it even comes out. You know, I'm not going to read it this time. I'm not going to do that to myself. You know, because I think, was it Dan and I read it, uh and I watched the trailer for it, and I guarantee that my my enjoyment of it, this is the last year's it, by the way, was, was hurt. Because mm-hmm. either I, I knew it was coming, or oh, I wish they had done that instead. That script I read that nobody else has read, I wish they had done that instead. That is inevitably going to hurt a movie. So I'm not going to read the script, I promise. Well, like uh, Laurie's... You can read it, though. <laughs> yeah, I will. Because I, I read the one for Resurrection ahead of time. That's oh, when God. I knew it was going to be awful. Well, that's what, that, I, that movie was hopeless. Uh, it was hopeless that's at that, that hopeless. point. But I remember reading the script and just being like, well, it's fucked. Uh, well, but, so... Well, I'm sorry. You, you just yeah, said you I want to mention a couple things in the credits. Okay, so yeah, the credits, credits at the end of the trailer, you know, really quickly, boom, boom, you see the stars, who's executive producing everything. I thought it was kind of funny that they did not say like score by John Carpenter or music by John Carpenter. They did not say that. And I also say, but then something else I read says that he's actually just co-writing the score. <laughs> so I do wonder if this is going to just be a, oh, thanks for being here, John. Yep. Oh, I'm sure but it I'm is. I'm not actually scoring this movie. Um, okay, and there's one more thing I noticed in the credits is that I, I thought it was initially just credited to Dan, uh, David Gordon Green and Dan McBride. It's not. The third writer credited. I got a little nervous. I thought this was going to be a Aaron situation, Kruger. Aaron Kruger, Kevin Williamson situation for like Scream Three and Scream Four. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Jeff Bradley is the third co-writer on this, and he actually co-wrote with you know McBride and Green a third of Vice Principals. Oh, that's great. So this is somebody else they just have there, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So that's there's a couple things I noticed with the the credits at the very end there. Yeah. That's, Again, the, that, the Carpenter that, thing, and that stood out. That's all. Really did that's a it. dissection of this trailer. I yeah, we we really did. So we, we there might be Tommy Doyle. Played by Artie himself, the strongest man in the world, Toby Huss, <laughs> MVP of Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. That's a controversial or, statement. Or he very well could be um, Judy Greer. I forgot her name in this film. Her, her, um, Karen Strug. her husband or something like that. Yeah, that's a that you know that's a possibility also. Yeah, uh, I just hope the actress that played Tina from Part Five comes back. Oh yeah, and is uh, well, she's alive and still is, because is she Lindsay didn't die in Part Five. Up, right? yeah. she's alive. Let's let's not have uh, Tina ever come back. Uh, that that would be a stay wonderful tuned for thing. Halloween Five episode coming soon. She yeah. could stay in her jean jacket. 
I <laughs> one of the things I I also did like from uh, just judging from this trailer mm-hmm. is that there, there there seems to be some sort of police presence that we haven't seen in these films since I want to say what part five. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah, like because part six they're pretty non-existent. It's mostly just isolated. I don't between. think there's any cops in part six. No. When you think about there, there's there's like they're in the background, the periphery, like in the hospital. Oh, no, I guess like after Jamie's dead in the bar. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They're saying there's no like main characters that are exactly like, pulled in as a police officer. Yeah, yeah I mean this is this, I do like that. Well, I, I, excuse yeah. me. Um, L. O. Cool J is a is a very oh, important gosh. officer <laughs> in the X two O. Yeah. Yeah. He loves romance novels too. Anyway, sorry, Mac. But, uh, Isn't he a security guard in that? Hey, don't He is a security, security guard. No, I'm not saying, no, I'm just he's, saying. He's an officer. Hey, he, hey LL Cool J security is, officer. is. No, but who's the actor playing the sheriff in this? Will Patton. I, I'm excited because he, he's like the perfect embodiment, though, of like what I would want from a Haddonfield sheriff. Yes, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I, I think agree. I, I, I was like very happy to see him in the trailer. Um, and. And I, I hope that they do bring that that back. But again, you know, maybe he'll be hunt retreading all this stuff. You know, maybe but, he's hunt. But I mean, how do you? I, I will say, how do you not retread a, a simple story like this? Like, there's going to be cops. There's going to be babysitters getting killed. There's get, you know, what I mean, if you're going back to why he's there, and if he's not there to get Laurie Strode, he's there to to basically repeat what he did the night he killed everybody in the first film. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. All right, I got a, I got a, a, a few questions just Ooh, for fun. fun. Okay, are these Halloween related or just in general? <laughs> Halloween related. <laughs> <laughs> just questions stuff for us about. that have nothing to do with the Halloween. Dow, up or down. You know, is there going to be a sequence? Oh boy, where they see maybe Michael or hear about him, and someone's like, "What? What is that?" And Google's or Wikipedia's his name. No, you don't think so. No, I think all the all the major exposition will be by the documentary crew. Well, but, okay, yeah. I think there will be a scene, though, where they're, like, hanging out in the kitchen. In the background, we see, like, a preview for Halloween. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> oh, that's going to happen? <laughs> oh, God. If, if, if Let's say the, the theory of, uh, you know, Toby Huss playing Tommy Doyle happens mm-hmm. to be real. Will we see Lindsay Wallace, or are they just opting for one character at that point? I think the sequel would have Lindsay Wallace. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Or Toby Huss is Lindsay Wallace <laughs> and not Tommy Doyle, and uh, we're taking a big turn. No, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I also think it'd be funny uh, if they did if they did show like a trailer, not for trailer for Halloween, but if it was like you know one of those Hallmark special movies like about the real events of that night, and uh. they had like Dan Stevens playing Michael Myers or something. Well, <laughs> oh, all right, God. here's here's one, here's another one. Like no mask, just him walking. <laughs> exactly. Hot Don, St- yeah. Dan Stevens with his Dan, blonde. Or like John Hamm, you know. This is a nice little reference <laughs> to uh to our uh, other podcast with okay. uh, Castle Rock. Is there going to be a sequence where they pan through the police station and we see like a black and white photo of like Charles Cyphers? Yes, and that would be fine. He played Sheriff Brackett in the original Halloween and Halloween 2. Yes. Now, how wild would it be if also next to him, we see our boy, I call him Star, you call him <laughs> Bowstar. Uh, what's his name again in the Halloween 4 and 5? I'm all of a sudden losing it here. Sheriff Meeker. Meeker, yes. If we see Ben Meeker, just as a nice little nod to know that, yes, he did come to town. And- you know, I abhor when people like applaud when they're not like getting into the mood with the rest of the crowd mm-hmm. in the movies. I probably applaud. 
Mac oh. is excited about this. <laughs> I was yawning during. He's that. yawning. Yeah. I, I have, no, yeah. I, I, I mean that's fine. I think that there. I, I think like that's they a said, fun Easter egg. By the way, fans, it's, a fun, it's Easter egg. Yeah, I think that there are fans of the sequels. I think there's going to be Easter eggs of every single sequel in this movie. Like Justin said, though, I would much rather it be. Oh, did you catch that the they were kids were wearing the masks exactly? Yes. Then have like. You know, like we like to call the blue milk shot, where in Rogue One, where they like they not only show the blue milk, but right before they cut scenes, change to the next scene, they just focus on the blue milk, just so Ugh. that just to just to draw your eye to it, just so that they're like, hey, 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 over here. Yeah. You know? Remember Star Wars? Yeah. Hope? So I don't, I don't mind if we see that in the background. I don't want them to be like doing like shots of see, the of the of the station, okay. and then so we you want like a true blue on it. You want a true blue Easter egg. Yes, yes. Yeah. like what Easter is supposed these, to be. Exactly. Not, these, not, not a reference party. All of these should be like if you missed it, you missed it. And if you're not a fan, you would never have known. I don't need people that never seen the movie before going. Yeah, I don't know why they lingered on that shot of <laughs> the you know the the Haddonfield Hospital sign. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. come on. I, I have one more, and this is my last one. This is something I discussed with uh, my buddy Mike Vanderbilt on Twitter earlier today. Daily Grindhouse. Daily Grindhouse. Uh, are we going to see Ben Tramer? And because he's out there, he's still he's alive. out there, and he's mentioned in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And will you know? We obviously, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis talks about how she's just been you know sleeping around as whatever. Will they be going to the Bone Zone, uh, or have they ever gone to the Bone Zone? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Tramer's not mentioned in this at all. I think actually, now that we you brought that up. That Toby Hudson is more likely to be Ben Chambers still hanging around Lori and her family than because if he did actually was into her and right right when all this stuff happened he'd have to be playing older if that was the case though because he was only like twelve he was Tommy Doyle's age when this movie came out when Halloween came out he's yeah. actually much younger than he looks who huh. who, who Toby who? Huss he would it would make sense if he was Ben Chambers. oh well yeah but I mean oh that's true he's that's a play much true. older he's playing younger yeah. and she yeah well I think Ben Chamber. Is definitely going to be in this movie. Okay, you're whoa. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that money? would be interesting. I think that'd be fun. But right. I mean, who would it be? You know, like, yeah. it'd be John Hamm probably. All right, <laughs> <laughs> in age makeup with like no with glasses and like overalls. Okay, well, let's do a speed round because we've okay. been a little soft on this film. I, I'm just going to rattle off 20 movies that are coming out the rest of this year. 20 big movies, and you say if you're more excited for Halloween. <laughs> Or if you're excited for the movie I'm about to mention. All right? Okay. Let's do this. Okay. If you don't know the movie, just say I don't know. We'll move on. I don't want to linger on this. Okay. okay. Ocean's 8. Halloween. Halloween. Incredibles 2. Halloween. Halloween. Superfly. Halloween. Halloween. Hotel Transylvania 3. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Tag. With with Jeremy, Jeremy Renner and John Hamm. Oh, yeah, that's if it could I, be like I, Game I, night, really good. I, I do <laughs> want to see, like, see Tag. Yeah. Yeah, but no, we're going to get four two more. You're saying Halloween. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I'm Halloween, saying. Halloween. 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 Okay. Right. <laughs> Sicario Day of the Soldado. Halloween. Halloween. I can't wait for that, though. I do. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for that. Uncle, Uncle Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. The old Kyrie Irving movie. Uh, more excited for Uncle Drew than I was for any game in the finals. I will say that. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah. The First Purge. Ooh. Halloween. <sighs> Halloween. You're more looking forward to the first Purge I movie love than those Halloween. Purge movies. Yeah. I've I, never been disappointed by the Purge movie. I'll I'm going pull, to be disappointed by this. Your ass. No, well, what are you looking right. forward to? Uh, Halloween. What are you, what are you, what are you yeah. butterflies? We, 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 okay, okay. Purge podcast. What are you going to be sitting before 
with like butterflies and getting really like excited. Halloween, oh, Halloween. Okay, there we go. Well, and, then, well, then narrow it down here because don't name some random movies. Oh, we got have franchises no, like no. These are the big I mean? movies coming out the rest of the year. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. Halloween. Mm. I, I, I love Ant Man. That's yeah, my, that's fun. my most rewatchable with Iron Man three. Yeah. Um, that's a split for me. Wow. Okay, so it's yeah. a split for one. Yeah. Uh, the Spy Who Dumped Me with Mila Kunis and... Kate Never McKinney. even heard of it? Halloween. Halloween. Skyscraper with Dwayne, with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Halloween. Halloween. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Ooh. Halloween. Halloween. Teen Titans go to the movies. I'm almost done. <laughs> Keep, I'm almost done. Halloween? Okay. The Equalizer 2. Halloween. Well, not for you, because you love The Equalizer oh, 2. What a straight C that movie was. Uh. Mission Impossible Fallout. Ooh, actually, Ooh. that's am I gotta say, um, I'm going with Tommy Cruise on this. Yeah, one. me too. Uh, I, I, I'm a big people, people might be bewildered right now, but <laughs> especially some did, of the best sequels we've had. Did you yeah, learn yeah. about that scene that I sent you guys last last oh, night? The, the the plane sky. Oh, that I don't want to know about it. I, oh I, my I can't. God. Anyway, anyway, it is going to be awesome. We'll do a separate. <laughs> so <laughs> Mission Impossible. We should do a, a Mission a, Podcast. Yeah, Mission Podcast. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, Christopher Robin. Oh, Halloween. I'm looking forward to Christopher Robin. I'm looking it'll, be forward. Right. it'll be fun. It'll be I, sweet. I'm, I'll say I'm split on that okay. one. <laughs> oh, God. The Darkest Minds. No idea what that is. No idea. Crazy Halloween. Rich Asians. No Halloween. Idea. Halloween. Destination Wedding. Halloween. Halloween. The Predator. The Predator. Here's the thing about The Predator, ah. real quicker before people start going, that trailer looks like shit. I am here for Shane Black. Exactly. If it's like it's like it's like the Twin Peaks return. Mm-hmm. I was there for David Lynch. I wasn't there for the 1990 Twin Peaks series. Yeah. For the Predator, I'm here for Shane Black yep. and whatever weird, wacky stuff he's going to do, as opposed to the, the the kind of serious nature of the first Predator movies. I'm in for two people for that movie. You oh, could, you Thomas could, Jane, Thomas Jane, and Sterling K. Brown. Tommy Jane, love him. If Tom Jane, <sighs> we can go. That cast up, is great. Oh god, why hasn't Tom Jane showed up in this franchise yet? Uh, yeah, I'm probably split on that because I I wasn't thrilled with either of these trailers, but I do want to see it because of the talent involved. I've never been disappointed by Shane Black. For me, it's um, I would say. Believe it or not, I'm a, a Fallout. Look, until like a, there's been a bad Mission Impossible sequel in 20 years. There hasn't. Okay. No. And then, oh, here's a question to you. Yeah. The Predator, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I mean, l- let's say okay. So Mission Impossible Two mm-hmm. is the worst <laughs> sequel. Yeah. In the Mission Impossible series, yeah. Unquestionable. Would you rather watch Mission Impossible Two than the majority of the Halloween sequels, though? No, I would much rather watch the Halloween sequels. Oh, interesting. Absolutely. Interesting. I think Halloween Two is relentlessly boring. Yeah. And, and bad, boring. There's Hall- nothing worse Halloween than a bad. Oh, Mission Impossible Two. Halloween Two. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. The Mission Impossible. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Mission Impossible Two is far less entertaining for whatever reason than okay. any of the bad Halloween movies. Okay. So I think you could watch even like Halloween Resurrection. Say this is so awful. Ooh, I don't know about that. I, I could, Tom I Cruise's hair alone will make me want to watch a Mission <laughs> Impossible Two. Uh, what about I, the Limp Bizkit score? Anyway, yeah, that song um, was great when it so came out. No, I'm maybe it went longer than I, than I thought it was going to. But no, that, but that's I, the, that's the rundown. That's the rundown. So we got Mission Impossible Fallout, The Predator. Halloween. Those are the three most anticipated films this year. And, uh, and look, these are the big blockbusters. There are mm-hmm. some outstanding oh, yeah. indie movies. We're not going to get into that right now. That'll yeah. take another hour. Under the Silver ah, Under uh, the Silver Lake. And Very Old exciting. Man the Gun, the David yeah. Lowry movie oh, for all yeah. you film books oh, out there. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That guy can't do any wrong so far. Is there anything else we want to talk about before before we head out? What do you want, Mike? Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, no. I, I, just, I just think that we ought to lock our doors. Bolt your windows? And we'll be back with another episode <laughs> of Halloweenies uh, later this uh, month That's when right. we cover Halloween 5. The Revenge of Michael Myers. The Revenge Myers. of Mikey Mize. Uh, so join us then and um, 
Uh, Watch for the outro uh, one more time. Let, let Let's a, try it one more time. Light, 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 a, light a, a candle and a jack o' lantern. <laughs> oh, spooky! So why don't you uh, lock your doors, bolt, bolt your windows, and, and turn, turn off, off the, the lights. lights? It's gonna get ya. <laughs> That's good. You don't believe in the boogeyman? <laughs> He's here, Michael. You should. Can you close the closet door? Consequence Podcast Network.